This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. On today's episode of the Shameless Mom Academy, I'm talking with Portia Smith from Obsessed by Portia. Portia is a writer, influencer, and all-around obsessed aficionado. Finding the mom-life balance is her forte, ensuring style, fitness, and happiness are well-maintained. The Obsessed by Portia brand is about channeling your inner superwoman. Find your passion, be adventurous, and always arrive looking damn good. Portia is an ambassador for several companies in the lifestyle arena. So on her blog, which is gorgeous, by the way, if you go over to Obsessed by Portia, you'll see that Portia works with different companies and attends different events and blogs about them and shares her experience with the community. So some of these things are related to family, some are related to fitness, some are related to travel, but she does a great job portraying her experience and everything on her site is so gorgeous and she does it so in such a pretty way. It's just a fantastic way to see how a mom and blogger has gone and really found her voice and her passion in her community. So I chose this interview or I invited Portia to this interview after meeting her at an event recently where we were not intended to meet. We were actually at the same event, but we were put, it was a, an event where you were in small groups the whole day and we were actually in different groups and we were never supposed to have our paths cross, but through a serendipitous little event, which involved me being in the wrong place at the wrong time, we met. So you'll get to hear that story on how we cross paths and why that is meaningful when those kinds of things happen in this interview. In addition, I talk with Portia about how she combines work with her passion. We talk about how she takes time to pursue passion without sacrificing sacrificing too much of her family time. And in addition to that, how she can engage her family and her children into her passion. So she doesn't feel like she's having to sacrifice one for the other. We also talk about how you can 
figure out what you want to do if you're following a new passion and how you can engage in your community and build relationships within your venture rather than isolating yourself or feeling like everyone is your competition. So Portia does a really beautiful job of explaining how she got into what she's doing with Obsessed by Portia. And then she also shares how she would recommend other moms. You know, so many women want to take a leap and get involved in something that they feel really passionate about and see if it could maybe become a good business venture for them. And Portia does a really nice job explaining how you can do that and what steps to take and also how you can do that in a way where you feel very supported by other people in your community who might be doing the same thing. So get ready. This is a fun interview. You'll hear some children in the background, which is lovely. Portia told me before we started the interview, that our kids were home and I was like, oh yes, this is perfect. This is real. So if they like at any point come in the room screaming, like totally fine. So you might hear a little, little bit of scuffle in the background with children, which is always fun. So go ahead and get comfy so that we can dive in with Portia Smith. Portia Smith, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm very excited to have you here today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So you have, I feel like watching you do your quote unquote work, I put it in quotes because it doesn't sound like work, but I'm sure at times it does seem like work, but watching you on your blog, it looks like you just get to do the most cool, fun and exciting things. So I'm excited to hear behind the scenes because I'm sure that a lot of it is very exciting, but I'm sure that it feels like a lot to juggle sometimes, does it? Yes, absolutely. I feel like my mind is constantly going. I like sleep, so it's not like I lay it you know, up at night kind of I'm like, oh, all these things to do. So I do get my sleep. Good, but good. I will say at the end of the night, I, you know, I always have like constant to-do lists and yeah. like goals. I'm like, this is what I need to accomplish. And in the morning, I'm like, all right, let's go. I'm constantly <laughs> thinking like, what's the next step? Like I hit a goal and I'm like, all right, what's the next thing? Oh my gosh. So you have your family life with your two little girls and remind me how old they are. They're three and five. Oh my gosh. And they are the most gorgeous little girls. They're so sweet. I love the pictures that you post of them. Um, so you have the two girls and your husband, yes. and then yes. you have works. You work full-time, correct? So I, so I have my blog and then I work, I would say part-time remotely. Okay. okay. And then yeah. the blog, how many hours a week would you say you spend on your blog? Honestly, I don't even think I could figure that out. I do it in any spare moment I have. Okay. So, I mean, I'll sit down for four hours and then I'll do, I mean, I'm constantly on social. I'm constantly checking okay. my email. Okay. So I would say way more than 40 hours a week, but it's at like piecemealed okay. and it's at weird hours. So tell us about a little bit about those dynamics between the personal and professional spheres in your life, because you have like multiple professional spheres and then the family piece as well. How does that all work for you? Yeah, so I have my blog and then I work part-time doing social media management and so it's hard for me because I thought, okay, well, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, so after the birth of my second daughter, I was craving to stay home with my kids. And once the baby stage had passed, I realized I wanted something more, like I needed something more. And a blog had always been on my bucket list. So I figured, all right, well, I'll take the plunge. What's the worst that could happen? And so after hours and days and weeks of research, thanks to Pinterest, I launched <laughs> Obsessed by Portia. And I didn't even tell a soul. I didn't tell my husband or best friend. I didn't want anyone's input. Oh, my God. Um, Was that because you were my... nervous or you just yeah. wanted to make it your own thing? Yeah. Yeah, but I also didn't want it to be like anyone else's voice. Like, okay. I didn't want anyone to pick my name. I didn't want any input because... I feel like I'm a people pleaser and I could definitely be swayed towards other people's <laughs> opinions, even though this was for me, but I wanted an A plus, but I wanted it for me, not for someone else. So I went, my first post went live and I was like, 
you know, my husband, my best friend, they're like, wait, what have you been doing? My husband's like, I thought you've been like, just like scrolling Facebook all this time when I've been like <laughs> building a website. And so, but the response was like overwhelmingly beautiful. And that's all I needed. Like a little love. And I knew I like, I knew I had something and it's like what I've been craving my whole life. And of course I think now, like, why did I wait so long to do it? Yeah. So it's a lifestyle blog with emphasis on fitness, style, travel, family, and food. I initially it's gorgeous. Did. It is Thank so you. like I Thank can you. tell you're inspired. Like you're someone who is inspired by Pinterest and actually can like fulfill Pinterest. Like I can be inspired by Pinterest, but I can't actually do any of the stuff. But your site is really gorgeous and it's beautiful and it's like you want to just I go there and I want to hang out there. Thank you. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's definitely like constantly. You know, I'm constantly changing it. And it's fun to be a little creative and. I was able to work with a local calligraphy artist for my logo, which was exciting. And like, she just like, she got me, which is super fun. But yeah, I, I wanted to, I initially, so when I started, I was like, okay, I don't want to be a mommy blogger because I wasn't the stereotypical Pinterest mom creating like homemade Play-Doh, even though <laughs> I will say I've done it now and it's kind of amazing. But I wanted my blog to be like the other side of my life, like a reprieve from the day in, day out of motherhood. And so I started with like fitness related posts. Where I worked with ClassPass and reviewed different fitness studios. And then the kiddos, like, eventually worked their way into my blog because, obviously, let's be real, they're a central part of my life. (laughs) And I wanted to share it. So, um, and then I realized my demographic isn't a 20-something fashion blogger. It's the 30-something mom with young kids that just wants to keep her stuff together. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, I mean, I wanted Obsessed by Portia to be a guide on like new things to try both for yourself and your family. And then I'm crazy about events. So like socializing is my jam, which I feel like is yours too. It's like that personality. So a big part of my blog is also sharing like upcoming events and then like posting recaps like Wanderlust and Tulip Fest and different fun events in the area. So getting back, so as a mom, I thought, oh yeah, it's going to be like super easy just to stay home and but it... <laughs> It was so not the case. You can hear in the background, I have a child throwing a fit in another room. <laughs> um, so, but anyways, so like the blog was a way for me to like get out of the house too and try new things and meet new people and like recharge my batteries because I feel like if I wasn't being recharged, like I just always felt on empty and like, that's not what I wanted. So right. I don't feel like I answered your question completely, no, but you did. Um, so does the blog fuel you or do, well, I mean, I can tell that the blog fuels you. Does it ever feel overwhelming to have your hands in so many buckets? And because I know you do a ton of events and stuff with the yeah. blog and you're, and you, like you said, you like, you go to the event, the event, you report on it. And like, that seems, that's like a big responsibility to, and time consuming away from your family. Is that challenging or is it like nice to have that time away? Yeah. So I feel like I'm either bored or over overwhelmed like I don't know how to be in between so and I don't like being bored (laughs) so I like to have a million things on my plate and I like to be out and busy I'm not a homebody which is hard I think being a stay-at-home mom yeah I feel like it's a lot but like that is what motivates me and that's what gets me excited so I mean from time to time I need to like check myself and be like all right you need to like can't I have this whole fear of missing out I get it bad (laughs) totally FOMO yes oh my gosh and so I need to be like all right Portia it's okay to like miss an event you're gonna see these people you're gonna do something else next week so sometimes I need to check myself for like the sake of my family and but it gives me life and energy and my husband and my kids see it like they know that like I go to an event or, or even if I just like go out with my girlfriends for a night like 
I'm like a new person the next day. Yeah. I just need to breathe. So great to recognize that and know that about yourself and know that you get your energy from like to know your personality type and know that you get your energy from other people. Like some mm-hmm. people are very much the opposite. At the end of a day at work, they just want like isolation and solitude. And other people really fuel off of the energy of being around people and they need that and they seek that out. And so it's so important that you know that about yourself and that you're not like for you saying when your children got to a certain age, you could tell that being a stay-at-home mom could not be fulfilling to you anymore. And so you went and right. did something about it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And then when I started my blog, actually the company before that I was working with, they approached me and wanted, you know, like, do you want to work together? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. Like I can do my blog and I can work from home. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then I realized that like, I actually get my best work done at a coffee shop when I don't have my kids. So yeah. <laughs> that put into a challenge. And I feel like that was like my biggest challenge and like, kind of something to overcome this year was like, okay, how do I do it all right. with, you know, and how do I manage that? So. Yeah, it's a lot. So for the blog, do you seek out events? Do you find stuff to go to and find like the things, the events that you're going to attend and write about and promote? Or do people come to you or is it a combination of both? Oh, it's a combination of both. I've fortunately, I feel like Seattle has like an amazing network, both in the Seattle blogging community, but just with the the media, um, you know, you get on a few PR lists and then, you know, you get invited to more and more things like one event leads to another. But okay. I also, I am obsessed with the Facebook events tab and that like, I'm always checking out what's in the area. I do a lot of like fitness and yoga related events, but also fashion shows and cooking events and wine tasting. So for me, like that kind of stuff excites me. So I both, I would say I search it out. And then every time I go to an event, I meet someone new that leads me to something else. <laughs> That's how we met. Yes, so funny. So I have to share now how we met. So we went, we went signed up for an event together. I mean, we didn't sign up together, but we ended up in a, at an event together. And I sat down, it was assigned seating and I sat at the wrong table. And you were at the right table that you were supposed to be at. So I'm sitting at the wrong table, like <laughs> wondering where all my people are. And we get to talking. And then like, 10 minutes later, I realize I'm at the wrong table. And I'm like, Oh, shoot, I have to move. But in that 10 minutes, we had like, made this connection, I was just getting ready to launch the podcast and you had your blog. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like we have to connect again. And so we started following each other. And it was just like a super easy connection. And we like realized we have all these things in common and you have a fitness obsession. I have a fitness background. And so, so fun to find. Meant to be for sure. Cause I don't think, I mean, we probably went, we weren't matched up that day. Like we wouldn't have had a chance to talk. No. It's like there, everything happens for a reason. Totally. For sure. Totally. Yeah. That was, that's, it's so funny how those kinds of things happen. Like happy accidents that like really, they aren't even accidents. Like that was totally meant to happen. And I'm so yeah. glad it did. So. Oh, me too. So when you go to events, do mm-hmm. you go when, and know people or do you just go to things like not knowing anyone and just figure it out when you get there? Like, is that, how does that work? Because for some people, like uh, I'm, I'm giving both, people an anxiety would, attack uh, just by suggesting that. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely both where, I mean, the beginning I knew nobody. And also I, the first few events I went to were just strictly style blogger based. And there was a lot of younger style bloggers in the Seattle area. So I went and I felt like I was like a hundred years old and I'm like, <laughs> what am I doing? And then I started getting to know the girls and then finding out, you know, all the other Seattle bloggers and me, it's just, there's like, I can't even say enough nice things about the community. Like just, they support each other so much that now I mostly know people at events, but there's still, you know, times where I'll go to a, you know, maybe it's a fitness studio launch or something and I don't know a single song in the class and I'm going to be working out with them, but it's really cool because 
you know, you're all there for a common reason of some sort. You're interested. And so we can strike up a conversation. And my trick, just like going to an event, you don't know anybody, find someone, that, find something about somebody or you're talking, compliment them. Oh my gosh. Yes. Give them a totally their shoes. Their sh- People love compliments and it just, they respond like that is it. And that just, yeah. there you go. And it's, it literally is just a trickle down effect in it it works and just being kind and open and outgoing. I feel like if you're going to an event anyways, you're more than likely a little bit more outgoing, especially if you're going by yourself. I also bring my daughter when I can to like fitness events. And it's always like a fun buffer because she's usually like the youngest one at these events, like yoga festivals. And she's the conversation starter in herself because everyone's, you know, looking at, look at this little one. Right. Oh my gosh, you're so right about, well, you're right about both those things, bringing kids to things. It's funny how kids break down barriers between women. I think it's an amazing thing to watch. But I also think that whenever I'm uncomfortable in a situation, I, my go-to is the same thing. You find something to compliment about someone. And especially if it's someone, I feel like sometimes women size each other up and you can feel quickly insecure in an environment. And a fitness environment is the perfect example. Like you go to a fitness class and you're not sure if you can like hang with everyone in the class because you Mm -hmm. don't know quite what you're getting yourself into. And so it's easy to like walk in and size up other people and be like, oh, they're in better shape than me and all this. And I totally am like, find someone with like the craziest spandex and be like, oh my God, I love your pants. Yes. It's you have to make a connection because as soon as you make a connection, then like everyone's human. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our 
start new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, totally. And I also feel like I'm my brand. And so like, I'm always networking. And but I'm doing it not in like, oh, I just need to like talk to people because like I'm doing I this is what I love to do. I love people. And so but I'm also building my brand. And so I want people to know about me and what I do. And so and I want to know I want to learn about other people because you know, maybe we can work together. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're very the way you approach conversation, like I, it was so the day that we met, it was just like easy and natural. And it, it, you weren't at all like, oh, you're starting a podcast. Like, can I be on it? It wasn't, (laughs) it was the easiest relationship and conversation and like, oh yes, of course, like I'm doing this podcast and please, will you be? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was not, you do a really nice job of like letting relationships happen in a natural way versus like being creepy. Oh, you're so sweet. (laughs) Um, I do, definitely. Oh, thanks. So with the blog, do you get, this is so I know because, well, I have two questions about blogs because I know a lot of moms want to start a blog and they don't know how to go up, how to even go about that. And there's, you know, you can start a blog and people often will have like a family blog where they tell stories about their family and post pictures, right. and those kinds of things. And that's kind of one way to do it. But another way, which you're doing is really connecting with the community and making your blog more experiential based on your experiences and, and how to engage other people in your blog community and what's going on. So do you have any advice for moms who are wanting to start a blog and make it kind of more job like and then also can you talk a little bit about the financial piece of it and how yeah. a lot of times moms get into blogging because they want to make they want it to be somewhat they want it to either make some sort of money or at least give them some sort of perks so that it feels yeah. like really worth their time right I would say my number one piece of advice for someone that wants to start a blog is I mean, I feel like if someone wants to start a blog, that means they follow blogs already. I mean, I was a big, I like, yeah, I had a list of blog subscriptions that I followed. And so I would reach like literally, you know, message on Instagram, message on Facebook or email the blogger and ask advice. If you have like people that you're like, okay, I would love to do what they're doing. Ask them for advice. That's what I did. I asked a girl, she had a, nothing even related. She had a photography blog. And I actually just, I was like, hey, how do I guest blog? She's like, no, 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 you start your own. Like have your own voice, make it your own. And I'm like, uh, how do I do that? She goes, Pinterest, Google, Pinterest, how to start a blog. There are like a million tutorials and then you just do a lot of research and, but ask people and get involved in like whatever city you're in. There's usually like, we have a Seattle bloggers, Facebook group and like join the groups, ask advice. Bloggers, we love to talk. And we love to share. And so I think just utilize your resources and start local. Like get to know your local blogging community because they're really, really amazing. And I guarantee every city, every, you know, they have a great network of bloggers. And there's workshops 
tutorials and, you know, you can get on the media list and go to events and meet people. And it just, it, you really have to love it. Definitely. And in regards to like the monetizing, I would say that like my goal kind of talked about that. Uh, I don't plan on being a millionaire from my blog, my blog, I really just want to be able to share experiences both for my family and with my readers. And so, you know, recently, we got to go stay at a hotel in Portland. And it was beautiful. It was a great vacation for my family. But I also got to, you know, kind of bring back the experience and share with people in the Seattle area and other moms like that are nervous about traveling with kids. I understand road trips with kids can be like insane and you stop like every 15 minutes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but if you don't do it start now, then like it's going to be harder down the road. Yes. You know, I feel like if they get to know this, then like, then this is their normal. So I urge people to try to do that. And that's kind of like one of the focuses. And But I will say with blogging, even if a lot of bloggers, especially fashion bloggers, they can make a really amazing income. And if you put a lot of affiliate links and there's a lot of opportunity there and there's a ton of support online to find out how to do that. But you also get a lot of really neat product and brands really support bloggers, especially local brands, whatever your area. Like I work with some really amazing local brands that, you know, it's a mutual support system. And so I get a lot of cool product, which for me, a lot of times that's enough, you know, in exchange for a feature. I'm super grateful. I never feel that like it's not enough. I have not felt that once in the entire span of my of blogging. So Oh, that's really cool. And I love what you said about reaching out to the local blogging community and asking for help and support and asking questions and researching what other people are doing and then ask them about it. Because I think that it's easy to sit behind a screen and see what other people are doing. And first of all, have a lot of self doubt and think, Oh, my gosh, Mm -hmm. I could never do that. Mm -hmm. Or Or to see people as competition and be like, well, if they're doing that, then I can't do the same thing. Or I could never ask them how they do it. Because they're my competition. And I think that we have to get over that piece of it. I know that I've been blown away by the people who I've asked to participate in the podcast where I've thought like, oh, well, they have a podcast that's way more successful. Or just in general, they have like work that feels so much more significant than my work. And when I ask them to be on the podcast, people are so excited and grateful and they want to help me and they want to share information and they want to help other moms. And so I think that we have to like get over the self-doubt in our head when we want to try something new and really reach out to the people who are already doing it well and then figure out how you can model them but use your own voice, which you brought up as well. And so it's okay to ask people questions about what they're doing and model the things that you like as long as you're putting your own spin on it and using your own voice. And if you are being true to yourself, that's going to happen very naturally. Oh, I think so. And like, yeah, I don't feel, I mean, one bit of a competition, you know, with the bloggers in the area, especially because brands they want more voices if we're all talking about the same thing that's what they want it's not like oh well you know I'm gonna write a post I don't want her to that's that's not it at all and we all like I went to an event last night we're gonna share the experience and we're all gonna have a completely different perspective different Mm. photos different pieces are plus I mean again brands want more voices and so we all kind of work together and share info and I don't think that your voice, no matter what you're talking about, is not going to be identical to somebody else's. Right. As long as you have original content, that's all that matters. And there's a lot of bloggers out there, but there's a lot of people that follow blogs and there's room <laughs> for all of us. There, Yes, there totally is. And that's like, it's funny, when I started my podcast, I was like, hardly anyone is podcasting. Like, I can do a podcast. And then as I got to, by the time I launched, I was like, oh my God, everyone in the world has a podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that could have felt really threatening to me, but I was like, you know what? Like, it doesn't matter because different people like different things. Different people follow different people for different reasons. And so you do your thing in a way that works for you and different 
different people will resonate with you for different reasons. And so there are people that are going to be like, oh my gosh, you know, I love following Sarah. And I also love all these other mommy podcasts. Or maybe they're like, oh, you know, I like Sarah more for this reason, or I don't care for her. And I'm going to listen to these other things. It's nice to have lots of voices in a community and kind of be able to bounce between voices and pick pieces of what you like from different women. I think that's actually really powerful. And you can, I think you can identify with different women at different times in your life or in different situations. And that is really helpful. And so I, I totally agree with you being that there's just plenty of room for everyone out there. Yeah, I also think like free, like I had never listened to a podcast until yours. And I initially listened to it because I wanted to support you. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with podcasts now. <laughs> so I feel like even though you were like, oh, there's a lot of podcasts out there, like you opened up a whole new door for me. And I know that, let's just say in my family, there's a lot of members of my family that had never listened or read a blog. And right. they were like, what is a blog? <laughs> Yeah. Like for real, what's a blog? Isn't that so, funny? Again, like yeah. they think it's a different language or something. You're like, it's totally. <laughs> so so I feel like, uh, oh, they're all super supportive, but I think that, you know, they weren't sure, but now maybe they read other blogs or, right. you know, so I yeah. think that it's, you feel like there's a lot of maybe people doing what you're doing out there, but you just have to start with like, think small, like think about like your community. How can you help your community? And then I'll just go from there. Right. And I love that, that perspective of how can you be helpful and the idea of like, how can you be helpful? How can you serve other people? And so you are like, you're giving your perspective and your experience on the different things that you're trying. And that's totally helpful to other moms. And so you are adding value to your community, which I think is really important. You're not, you know, not that there's anything wrong with taking cute pictures of your kids and saying, here's my kids. But when you add more value beyond that to say, this is something we experienced as a family, here's what went horribly wrong. And here's what was amazing. Um, right. That adds tremendous value to the next family that's going to go do the same thing. And I think that that's really, really helpful and, um, and also makes it very personable and personal. So you have your hands in a lot of things. And mm-hmm. I know between working and blogging and your family and uh, these events, which I know are often in the evenings and weekends, and you also mm-hmm. don't live, I know a lot of your events are in the city. And if I recall, you don't live in the city, you live a little bit outside of the city. Is that correct? correct. I live an hour outside of the city. And that is an hour without traffic. Oh, so I'm a total city girl. So it's hard because <laughs> I live yeah. in the country. But it's just one of those things that like, my blog was a great avenue for me to be able to get my city fix. And I'm really fortunate to have a really close knit friends, family, my husband, they're all really supportive. And I feel like I was kind of, you know, when my, my big FOMO kicks in and I want to go to everything, I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? And then, you know, once I step back a little bit and then I realized, I think it's asked for help as long as I realize that I just can't do everything by myself. And so, you know, my friends and my family and my husband are willing to like, um, so with all that, then share with us one of your messiest mommy moments, mm-hmm. a time when you just felt like all the walls were caving in and things were falling apart. Yeah, I guess. So like when the last year I, you know, I was working on my blog and then I was managing a social media for a large brand remotely. And I was like, Oh, this is perfect. Um, I figured it was something I could easily do. My kiddos played in the background, right? Uh, not oh even God. near the truth. <laughs> I mean, just right now on this phone call, trying to like keep them quiet is like, I'm trying to use my magical powers. Um, <laughs> you were doing an excellent job. <laughs> um, I'm doing lots of miming while we're talking. <laughs> But uh, so, but yeah, I do my best work, honestly, like in Starbucks or, and not with my kids. So I figured I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? So I was getting super anxious, frustrated, overwhelmed. I don't feel like I wasn't being a good mom, you know, yeah. I'm like, what? but I'm like, I need this for me, but I need to be a good mom. How do I do this? So then I have beautiful best friend, love her. She also has two little girls. We came up with a plan. We traded childcare days. So one day I had all four kids. 
Then one day she has all four kids. So we have one full day by ourselves. that's like, you know, we don't have to pay for childcare. And also it's like guilt and distraction free. We both know our kids are happy and we get that day, like not a piecemeal, but like a full day. So that is like, it was, I was feeling like overwhelmed and crazy and mean mommy. And now I'm feeling a little more organized. And I think next school, you know, my oldest is in first grade now, we'll be first grade. And I think I might even do like, we might do another day where we might split a sitter or something of the sort, just we have one more day. Right. Once you start getting a little bit of that time freedom, you're just like, oh my God, how can I get more? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there's that like guilt too, because I don't make, I don't work full time. So like justifying childcare is hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But sometimes, you know, you got to give a little to get a little and whatever, whatever it takes. And again, I'm always, I'm always like feeling like I'm building my brand and things like that. Like I'm always in that mode. So I feel like it's worth just a little bit. That makes sense. Well, and I think that's a brilliant idea to do that trade. So it's not costing either of you anything. (laughs) Yeah. Utilize the tribe. Definitely. So what are some specific steps that you've taken to lead a more shameless life? Well, definitely asking for help. Like I said, you just need to let go and welcome support because like I said, it takes a village working out, I would say, you know, when you sweat, you produce endorphins and you're just a better human being overall. Um, <laughs> my friend, uh, you know, if, if the days I don't work out, I realize that, yeah, I'm not as cool of a person. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and honestly, like I know you work out at home, but for me, that's not my jam. Like I'm a group fitness person or I like to go outside and run. So yeah. I would say for moms that utilize your, find a gym that has a daycare and utilize it. Usually yes. they offer like three hours max in the morning or in the afternoon and like go and maybe work out for an hour sit in the sauna for 20 minutes I don't know like chat with your girlfriend a little bit like use that time the kids use can socialize you can breathe and it's like the cheapest child care around that's (laughs) great advice and I know Um, that I totally know that most people are not like it, it, it takes someone with like a certain kind of brain to be okay with long-term working out in their home by themselves. <laughs> and I don't know why for me it, it works. I know for a lot of people it doesn't work. Um, I know you know for most people it is like you need to get out of the house. You need to have someone telling you what to do. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's such a great point. That And I also really strongly feel, and this is why I have my, the gym that I have, is that I feel like you will push yourself harder in a group environment. You will enjoy yourself more in a group environment. You will feel more proud of your accomplishments and you will have more success with long-term goals and maintenance of those long-term goals in that group environment. So I love that you point out that you really love the group exercise piece because I do think that there are so many really powerful things to it. I work out at home because it's just super convenient for me to get up and do it and get it out of the way. But I 100% agree that for most women, being in that group environment is extremely powerful. So I love that you point that out. And also the childcare piece of it. Um, if you can get to a place that has childcare and you can have that time and space to, you don't have to rush through a workout. Like I rush through my workouts because I'm like, oh my God, Vinny's up. I got to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, if, if it works within your schedule, right? Also, yeah. I think for a lot of, I mean, obviously this probably applies more to stay at home moms, but I know working moms too. I mean, in the evening, maybe they would want, you know, they just need maybe a break, an yeah. hour. But I would say that uh, being a mom is, can be isolating. And yeah. I think that just like just being 
little social. It can really turn things around, especially if you have more than one kid. And I mean, I was there at when my second one when she was six weeks old because I'm like, I, I don't know that I would have been able to survive otherwise. Like I needed that because people give me energy. And right. you know, when you're first home with a brand new baby, it's super overwhelming. Yes. I know you've talked about the, <laughs> the newborn land. <laughs> oh God, God help me from new, mm-hmm. save me from newborn land. Go ahead. Oh, the third thing I would say for sure that shameless life is girls now. Like, yes, take a little time for your friends. I mean, they're your therapists, your beauty consultants, your fashion stylists, they're everything. And I feel like they feed your soul. Mm-hmm. I'm an exponentially better mom and wife after just a few hours with my friends. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. And I feel like I get girls nights way less frequently than I should. And I agree. I feel like I come home and I'm like, even without drinking, I come home and I feel high. <laughs> totally. So then if there's like drinking on top of that, I'm like, oh my God, it was like the most amazing night ever. Best night ever. I know. It's, I know. Oh, yeah. It's so interesting and it's so different and it's fun to do things with couples and it's fun to do things with your partner, but there's just something about being with a group of women. And we, I'm, we're so fortunate. I'm with two different groups of women who have kids that are all the same age. And so that is like, I feel like especially unique because because we can talk really specifically about like what happens when your three and a half year old is doing X, Y, or Z. And we all have three and a half year olds that are doing the same thing. So that's so helpful because then you don't feel like you're just, you're the only one who's suffering and struggling. Oh my gosh. Relatability is everything. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, that's a great one. So how do you currently meld, and you've addressed some of this already, but how do you currently meld your passion and your work with motherhood? And can you maybe talk more specifically, like when you do have, you know, if you have to be out for the evening, and your kids, do your kids, are they upset? Like Vinny freaks out every time I leave the house. <laughs> and so how do you juggle uh, kind of those kinds of things? And what, how do you explain your work to the kids? And how does that all meld together? Yeah. Well, I mean, I include my family when I can. So obviously with traveling, I know my work blogging, I guess you could say is not your t- a typical day to day. So, but for me, like I bring Addie when I can to, you know, different festivals. Like she went, came to Wanderlust and Tula Fest with me and we've taken baking classes together that I feature on my blog. And yeah. And then, and my husband, he's super supportive and he also, you know, we have a conversation constantly. Like what, what does this bring? What value does this bring to you, to your brand, to our family? Like, is it worth it? Um, you know, you going to Seattle for the night, uh, right. to go to an event like how you know how does this play into everything and now he gets it more so but it's been a journey and a process and but I think that any opportunity like I said to intertwine my family with it and you know sharing the experiences and I want my girls like they get what blogging well I say that but they don't (laughs) probably get what blogging is but like they see me on the computer and they you know they see me doing the blog post they they see me taking photos all the time and so they mimic that all the time and I think that, you know, I want them to know that it's like, you know, you can be creative and, and you can still also really like what you do. And I think, you know, that's a way for me to like kind of integrate what I'm doing, my passion with also motherhood. I really like that. And I love the idea of kids seeing parents follow their passion, because I think that, you know, I grew up in a time where parents had the same job for like 40 years and then they retired. Yeah. And by the time I was old enough to understand my mom's work and I, my mom was a teacher. So I, I always had somewhat of an understanding. By the time I was able to like look at her work 
as a career, she was over it. Like she'd been doing it for so long and she was great. She was so good at her job and she received many, many accolades over her 42 years of teaching. But 42 years is a really long time to do one thing. And I feel like there's definitely a time when she was no longer passionate about it. She was just exhausted. And I would say the same thing about my dad. Like he had a job where it was like he was clocking it in for until retirement um, because that's just what you did. That was the generation. Mm -hmm. Like you find your, your career path and you do it and you stay in it so you can get your pension or retirement or whatever. And I love that what I'm seeing now with kind of current generation of moms and women is that you might have a job that you have to clock it in. That is absolutely a possibility. But additionally, you can have these other things where you're pursuing passions. And over time, maybe you can monetize those things. And maybe you can make that part of your work and or part of just your mission as a mom or as a woman. And I think that's so powerful. And it's so great to have your kid, you know, to be able to involve your kids in that and have your kids see that like, this is part of what mom is doing and how she's serving the community and helping other mommies and women and all that I think is really great. And I, when I have Vinny involved in my business, I think it's really powerful to say like, we're going to mommy's gym and he loves to come to the gym in a vacuum for me. So, of course. so doing things like that, like I want him to know that like mommy owned a gym because mm-hmm. when I, when I no longer own a gym, I want him to have this memory of like, we went to mom's gym and this was her thing. And this is something that she built and cre- she created. And that's what women do It is entirely possible for them to have passions and follow those passions. And I want him to know that women do that. And then if when he someday, if he's married, that he would encourage his wife to do that or any other women in his life or you know, friends or anything. So I think that's really significant. And I think it's important for kids to see that and be involved in that as much as possible. Oh yeah, I absolutely agree. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. So what tips do you have for other moms to effectively mm-hmm. kind of co-conjoin their work and their passion? Yeah. Uh, well, it's kind of funny because also I started the blogging because I liked writing. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll try it. It'll be fun. But then that's led to actual jobs where I make actual money, <laughs> not oh. just in a sporadic here. So right. like the social, doing social media and public relations in a little bit, it has because I feel like because of my blog, because yeah. I started my own brand and it let, it was this vehicle to other things. And so I want moms to know that like, maybe your passion is photography and you know, how do I actually monetize this or how do I, you know, have people 
purchase, you know, my sessions and things like that. And, you you know, maybe that business does pan out, but maybe it'll lead to another business or something else where you can, you know, they can come together. You just never know. I think you should always try, you know, if there's something that you're yearning to do, you know, the worst that can happen is that, you know, maybe it just doesn't work out and you realize that or maybe that's not your passion or whatnot. But I think that doing your research is always is a good thing. And it's funny how things come together. Like what I'm doing right now and what I'm going to be doing in the next month or so, I wouldn't have even guessed this is, you know, was my career path. And what you were saying earlier, how like, you know, out of college, I'm like, okay, well, I need to get a job for the rest of my life. Like, this is it. (laughs) But that's not my personality. I've never, you know, I've kind of bounced around different kind of careers a little bit. And but nowadays, like, that's the norm. Like, it's cool to have a different, you know, different variety, different experience. I mean, that all brings to, you know, brings something to the table. I know things are a little bit different if you're a teacher or a nurse or whatnot. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I wanted to kind of have a little bit of an eclectic background. And I think that's okay. And I think people need to know that that's okay. So like, I mean, I feel like for tips for women that like, they're not sure what their path is, you know, just kind of find something that you enjoy. You don't have to, you should enjoy what you're doing. You should enjoy what you're doing on Monday, I feel. And if you don't, I guarantee you know someone out there that has like your ideal job. Just connect. Yeah, ask, definitely. ask, ask. You know, reach out, connect, be vocal, ask questions. I love that because when I decided to go back to school, I was leaving my job working in a psychiatric hospital with kids and I was trying to decide about whether I should get my master's in teaching and become a teacher like my mom, mm-hmm. or if I should become a personal trainer. I was totally just going to do the teacher thing because I had worked with children already. I had gone my actually my first three years of college, I was in the elementary education program. So it would the whole teaching thing would have just been like super easy checking the boxes like I knew what to do. And it was part of my family. So it was just I have a ton of teachers in my family. So it was like definitely in my comfort zone. For, but the fitness thing, I was so like personally obsessed with fitness and doing a ton of triathlons and half marathons at the time. And so I definitely had to play with like, what thing do I am I really passionate about versus the thing that I feel like I should do because it's like practical and it gives me like the predictable paycheck. And the deciding factor for me was I um, went to a meeting to get my master's in teaching and it was kind of this like informational meeting. And I found out that I would probably be taking on about $30,000 more in student loan debt, which I already had about $30,000 in student loan debt. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if I can do that because I was coming out as a first year teacher with a master's. I was going to be making the same amount of money that I was already making at the hospital. And I was like, gosh, I don't know. And I started looking into personal training and I was like, this program is like $6,000 and I could potentially make in my first year way more than I'm making now. So that gamble seemed more worth it to me. And my a big piece of that, aside from the money, was that even if I can't go long term as a personal trainer, like even if I get into it and find out that it's not what I want to do forever or for 40 years, I know that I will burn out as a teacher because I already have seen just working with kids at the hospital kind of where my threshold was with that. And I Mm -hmm. also knew that with personal training, even if I didn't do it forever, I had enough passion for it that if I tried it as a profession and had to leave, it was something I would always hold on to that information with and feel really good about the fact that I had done it. I would always be excited about like I knew that fitness was not a passion that was going to go away for me. So I figured yes. like I can do this for a few years and then if I need to change gears, I can versus like the teaching thing. I was like, I'm just going to mm-hmm. be really tired and poor. <laughs> and right. So and I really had to think about you that though. Wanted yeah, something was, a little scary. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I like those, I, the idea of taking chances, but taking chances that are like calculated risk where you're like, okay, I know that I'm taking a chance here, but this is something that I feel really passionate. I could be passionate about this for a long time, even if I don't work in this field for a long time. 
time. Right. And I think that that makes a big difference. And I can totally see in the stuff that you're doing that like, regardless of whether or not you're making money on it, you would still want to go to fun events and be part of your community and just be really engaged with like strong women and those kinds of things. So it makes it an easy direction for you to go. And then there's the benefit of making connections as you go and having financial opportunities. Yeah. So describe the legacy that you're building and what are you doing to build a life that will impact your children long after you're gone? I would say it's a big question, but um, I know it freaks people out. (laughs) I think the legacy I'm building is constantly changing. I want to show my girls that you don't have to follow a traditional path to achieve your goals. You know, you can follow your passion and be successful. And again, I know success can be, you know, there's lots of different majors of it. It could be financial, it could be personal, it could be professional, it could be. So I will say that, like, to me, I feel like I'm being successful. And again, that doesn't mean I'm making millions of dollars, but I'm really, really happy. And I know that I'm just continuing to grow. I'm only going to go up from here. Like, this is how I feel, like, in my bones. This is how I feel. And I want them to see that. And I I know people don't really like the word hustle, but it's something that I kind of feel like I'm really good at. And that's great. If you're good at it. I I feel feel like I have a very low hustle threshold. (laughs) Oh, I bet. No, I don't think so. I think that like with our, with your personality and like, you know, it's that, I mean, I like to, some people call it intense. I like to call it energetic. (laughs) I go for what I want. You know, my motto is like I said before, you never know until you ask. So for like me, I want my girls to feel brave and confident. And if they want something to put their heart and soul in it and fight for it, you know, take things seriously, be consistent, utilize your mentors and be vocal. As of right now, my girls, of course, they want to be bloggers. It's so cute. I love that. And, you know, they mimic on their little, their play school laptop. But they also want to be artists and princesses and mommies. And so, I mean, I tell them, do it, be all of it. And you can Oh, yeah, totally. You're a princess mommy blogger. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Sounds pretty awesome. (laughs) So let's go ahead and go into our shameless mommy minutes, our little lightning round. So starting off with alcohol, essential Mm -hmm. items of everyone of every mommy's life, I think Mm -hmm. Uh, red wine or white wine white red wine puts me to sleep <laughs> I have that too since having Vinny it is so oh disappointing God. I know I, I do have I mean, like one glass of it but I can't do much more no it's not it's definitely not a social drink for me whatsoever like I'm ready to go to bed oh that is so interesting yeah I totally have that and I also am like two glasses on it and I have a hangover whereas mm. with white it's like <laughs> I give yes. me the bottle <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes we need a refill <laughs> Um, okay, current book that you're reading or the last one you read? Well, I'm obsessed with audiobooks. It's like my oh. way of multitasking, which I think is why yes. I'm obsessed with podcasts. Yes, yes. <laughs> if I can listen to something and do something at the same time, like it's a win. Um, the last book I listened to was I Know How She Does It by Laura Vanderkam. And it's like, it's similar to what you do on your podcast on managing the balance of work home and like everything in between. But like, I love the gratitude diaries. I can't say enough good things about that. And Girl Boss. And then of course, like the Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Mindy Kaling books are like, yes. every girl should read. Yes. And to. I read Girl Boss oh, is so good. I really love Ugh. that. I'm going to link to these. I'm going to link yeah. to, I know how she does it. Who'd you say that was by? Laura who? Laura Vanderkam. Okay. I'm going to link to that. And then the gratitude diaries and Girl Boss. Mm. I will link to all those in the show notes. Um, yeah. Because yeah, everyone should get those on their list. Girl Boss is a really fun read, especially for anyone who's ever considered doing like turning a hobby into a business. Yeah. She talk about hustle. Yes. She's a hustler. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. She has a great story. 
good yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, favorite non-work-related thing to do with time to yourself? Well, I absolutely love boutique fitness studios. However, as you know, most don't have childcare. Right. So when kids free, one of my favorite things is try a new class. Like I took Inspire Seattle, just opened up. It's a Legree fitness studio. They just opened up in Ballard. And so I took one like two weeks ago. I swear I'm still sore, but oh like gosh. I need to mix things up or I go, I just get bored. Yeah. yeah. And who, uh, what is one morning ritual you can't live without? Coffee. I know most of your guys say it, but <laughs> there's a reason it's pretty magical. It's, it's a good one. No, it is. <laughs> Who's your biggest inspiration? Bloggers, all of them. I would say, like I said before, there's such an amazing blogging community, especially in Seattle, that when I started going to events, I was like, oh my gosh, I found my people. Like they get me. Yeah. And then everyone supports each other. And then after every event, I get cr- like this crazy passionate fire that like I leave and I'm like, okay, that's my happy place. And you know, I'm a nerd. And so I like love research and I'm all- always like, okay, what are bloggers doing? What's, yeah. what's going on? now and it sounds cheesy but like they make me want to be better oh that's so great that means you're in the right place like when you're inspired by other people in your industry to do your job better I love that and if you could give all moms one superpower what would it be and why I would say to have sincere undeniable confidence always I would love I would love for like every mom to be infatuated with her body regardless of size stretch marks and, you know, also to feel pride in her work, whether she's a stay-at-home mom, because that is work, yes. <laughs> definitely, or if she's in the office all day, and then confidence and try new things. Because I think once you become a mom, your priorities shift, and there's not a lot of free time. So I think when you have the opportunity to, like, step outside your box every once in a while and be like, you know, do it with, like, a badass attitude. Like, I got this. It can be pretty powerful. Yeah. Oh, that's – that's. oh, this has been so fun. I so appreciate you coming on the show today, and I want to make sure that we can – send people in your direction. You have a gorgeous blog. And in addition to that, you post really great things on social media. I have to tell you, so when you were talking about you have about following other bloggers and asking them like what they're doing and how they're doing it, you have to tell me after this, when we get done recording, I want, I have an um, Instagram question for you because you always have on Instagram really gorgeous images with really cool fonts. (laughs) And and I meant to message you like a month or two ago and be like, what are, what tool are you using or what app are you using? So go follow Portia on Instagram to see her beautiful images and then also on her blog. So can you give us all the information where we can find you? Yes. So my blog is www.obsessedbyportia.com and Portia is P-O-R-T-I-A. And all of my social networks, it's at Obsessed by Portia, except I think Twitter because it's Obsessed Portia because of the length. Um, I'm also on Snapchat, which I'm trying to get everybody on the Snapchat wagon because I really like it. But <laughs> I'm scared of it. <laughs> I know. I had to have, I literally had to have like three tutorials, but now I'm obsessed. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'll check it out. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to link to all these places where we can find you. And I'm going to look to link to the books that you mentioned in our show notes. So okay. anything that you guys want to find really related to Portia or any of her recommendations, you can head over to shamelessmom.com and then you'll find it over at Portia Smith's episode. And other than that, I just want to say thank you for sharing what you're doing. And I love that you did this whole interview with your kids in the background, miming <laughs> to them. <laughs> I know that's super nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, how do I talk and tell my kids to go to the bathroom at the same time? <laughs> you totally pulled it off. So you should be very proud of yourself. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful, beyond grateful. Like there was a reason you and I sat at the same table. Oh gosh, thank absolutely. you. I'm so blessed. Absolutely. Okay, Portia. Well, next time you have something really fun going on, definitely get back in touch with us and come back on the show and we can talk more. I would love to. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. 
I hope you loved this episode. I love so much of what Portia had to say, and I really appreciated what she had to say about if you have a passion or something that you're wanting to pursue, go ahead and do some research, like I call it stalking. Do some stalking, become a super fan of some of the people that you see doing it really well and connect with them and don't be afraid to reach out. It is extremely flattering if someone comes to me and says, I love what you're doing, can you tell me about it? So don't be afraid to reach out to people because women will want to help other women. Women want to see other women succeed. So don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help if you're considering getting started in a new direction or following a new passion. I also love what Portia said about her, the superpowers she would give to all moms to give moms sincere, undeniable confidence always. Oh, I want to like put that on a necklace and wear around my neck. So if you have something that you're wanting to pursue, give yourself permission to have that sincere, undeniable confidence. Take those bold steps to do something new and be totally fired up and be in it and own it and like Portia said, she did it all kind of behind the scenes initially because she didn't want other people's influence to sway her one way or the other. She just did what she wanted to do and she put it out there and she didn't wait for other people to give her permission. She did it with that sincere, undeniable confidence. So with that, I hope that this episode was meaningful and helpful to you. I would love to hear your stories. If you have stories about creating your own blog or following your own passion in a way similar to what Portia has done, I think that it's so inspirational for other women and other moms when we share these kinds of stories. So if this episode has been helpful to you or inspiring in any way, please do share it. You can go over to shamelessmom.com to get a direct link to this episode, which you can share on any social media channels. You can also go to any of our social media channels on Facebook and Instagram. We are at the shameless mom Academy and on Twitter, we're at shameless mom and you can share from there. Cause we always put our episodes up on those channels. So you can just directly share from our social media account to your social media accounts. So know that when you do share our episodes, you are helping us help more moms and Portia and I would love to help more moms with this episode. So please do share with wild abandon. And as always, if this episode was helpful to you and you would like to leave a five-star review, you can do that over at shamelessmom.com forward slash review. I love getting your reviews. I read every single one. So until next time, please go about your day with sincere, undeniable confidence always. And no matter what you do, make sure you do it shamelessly. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.